Hello and welcome to Good Morning Nintendo, where we try to get together every week to talk about video game news in the industry and what we've been playing. This week, we really aren't doing a whole lot of the video game industry all stuff, but we are going to be doing instead our top five games of this year. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But as always, I'm one of your hosts, Dane, with my wonderful co-host. Dominic. All right. Oh, so Dominic, want to start off? Oh, I want to shout out. We we are now currently in the Christmas ah. season. If you want to hold up all your tree as well, <laughs> but we're both all got our little decorations here. All but Dom, what have you been up to in like the past week or two since we last got together? Hmm, let's see. Um a ton of just it's the holiday, so family nonsense left and right. Uh if I'm not in one place, I'm in another place and plans with Yeah, gosh, it's so chaotic. It's like moving, you know, just doing so many different things with people and things and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so other than that, I've been playing so okay. I think I we briefly talked about a couple weeks ago. I picked up well, I got my Wii working, and I've got a ton of GameCube games, so I'm like, sweet, can finally play some GameCube games. So I've been kind of messing around with that a little bit, not like playing them a lot, just, you know, seeing like what interests me right now, this, that, and the four, so playing some of those. And then um, Shin Megami Tensei Five came out, which I freaking really enjoyed. I only played like three hours of it the day it came out, because literally a week later, Shining Pearl was coming out, so I was like, "There's, no, I'm not going to put 20 hours into this game and then shelf it for shining pearl and then pick it back up so i was like let me shelf it now and once i finish with shining pearl i'll pick it back up so that was good um playing shining pearl now and uh you know i've uh, you know it's 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 doing its thing you know it's not it's nothing is like i don't know like there's moments where i'm like yay nostalgia this is fun i love it and then there are moments where it's like man like this is just kind of boring um, and then other than that, I don't think I've been playing much on my PS5, really. Um, yeah, so not not really too much. What about you? Well, like, this is weird, though, because we're kind of on, like, a lot of the same all uh, beats this week. Because, like, about a week or so ago, I got, uh, I was given two Wii's and, like, a bunch of, like, stuff and, like, games and everything. So I got a Wii at, uh, out of nowhere. And I got that all hooked up and attached all and running now on my all on my setup. And then I went and got so traded in a bunch of the stuff that came with it to get Star Fox Adventure and all Metroid Prime. I played Star Fox Adventure before and like it like it does some weird stuff just even starting out. Like it's just like at the beginning of that game, like, everything has, like, they have, like, their own, like, dinosaur language, but then, like, there'll be, like, times while they're talking that it'll just, like, drop into English, it'll just, like, it'll be, like, ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, oh, ooh, ah, or, like, whatever their language is, but then it'll be, like, Krizoa Palace, and I'm just, like, you guys couldn't, like, commit to this at all, it's just, like, because, like, at one point in, in the game, like, it switches over to being just all English, but I'm just like, you guys did, or like, they'll be talking in their language, and they'll be like, say someone's name, General Scales! I'm just like, you guys, you guys should have committed to one thing or another here. Oh, but, uh, um, so that's a bit weird, and I'm looking forward to 
trying Metroid Prime for the first time. But yeah, like, I also picked up Brilliant Diamond all as well. Played it for about, like, an hour or two. Uh, then I found out that there wasn't going to be any, like, um, what can we call any, like, Delta episode-like ending to it. There wasn't going to be anything of that nature. Like, Arceus, Darkrai, and Shaman weren't just, like, built into the game to go do. So I was just like, ah, okay. There's nothing for me here. There's no reason for me to play, like, this 40-hour game or whatever. If there's going to be nothing interesting at the end of that experience for me. So I traded that in and I went and got Kena Bridge of Spirits. And all I played that. Like, the main criticism that I heard about that game was like, it's a PS2 game. And I don't know if it's just like the, the fact that you're like dodge animation and you're all. And like your double jump animation looks like Jack from Jack and Daxter. But like, it was just like, I really felt that criticism playing it. It was fun. It's a beautiful game. Um, I enjoyed my time with it. But, like, I paid $50, and then I sold it free to you for 25 and I feel like 25 is, like, such a good sweet spot for what, like, what you actually pay for that game. It's just, like, it's a short adventure, but, like, it's fun. It's, like, this PS2 kind of, like, collect-a-thon adventure, almost. And, like, there's bits of, like, and, like, um, Ember Labs kind of got famous for, like, this um, fan-made video, um, that they did for Zelda, and it was just, like, and I, like, while I was playing the game, I felt those kind of, like, okay, I understand, like, these are some Zelda fans here, so it was just, like, it was a good game, I definitely enjoyed it, and I definitely think, like, I, having spent, like, being netted out at, like, $25 spent on playing this game, I definitely feel like I got, a, um, a good amount of time with that. Um, I played it on story mode, um, and had fun. I didn't want to try any of the hard difficulties of it. But, like, fun thing, this is slightly off-tangent, um, I went to the mall yesterday for Black Friday with my brother, and the Best Buy was going out of business. So, I got, like, this <laughs> long power bar, um, and yesterday I just completely re-cable managed my whole setup. So, like, I can actually get to all my plugs now without it being, like, a jumble rat nest over on the side of my PC. And, like, I re-cable managed a bit of my PC because, like, I have, like, a doodad hanging off of it on the front and everything. It's just, like, and now I have the, all that behind the PC. So, like, it feels so much clean and cleaner and nicer now. Best Buy in Arundel Mills? That's going out of business? Yeah, it's gone. Wow, holy crap. What, yeah, the, what was the last day, like, over the holiday, or? I don't know, like, they were selling, like, it, like, when I went in there, it wasn't, like, stock of stuff. It, like, the, the stock might have even gotten shipped out to another store, because it's, other Best Buys are still open. But, mm. the, um, they were selling off, like, all the... All, fixtures and everything. All the fixtures and everything. So, that was a bit interesting to see. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh. Okay, did, so, so does that already bring us to the end of what we've been playing? I mean, well, uh, yeah, holy crap, I guess so. It's weird. It's, it, feels like, it feels like I've been playing a lot, but it feels like I haven't been playing a lot, if that makes any sense. Yeah. 
Like, it feels like I've just been kind of going through the motions with what I have been playing, and it feels like I'm, like, there playing it, and I'm just like, wait a minute, what? Did I really just play? Nothing that I can remember, like, notable, excluding the Gen 4 remakes, has really come out, even on PlayStations. And I mean, and I guess, speaking of Black Friday, I mean, this is the first year that I really didn't get anything besides Kina that you sold to me. I mean, not that there was, like, terrible sales. I mean, there was some pretty sweet sales, some stuff I was eyeing, but nothing like... I'll put it like this. I have so much that I want to play that I already own right now. So there was nothing that was on sale that was making me like, okay, like I'll go pick this up and play it now. Like everything that was on sale was stuff. I was like, eh, I can still totally wait to get the only one. There's one game that really kind of that I was really tempted to get when I actually might get because I have a coupon that I could use uh, is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot on Switch. That just came out a little bit ago. And Black Friday has it for twenty five bucks down from fifty nine, and I have a five dollar coupon, so twenty dollars for that—that's a freaking steal, in my opinion. But it's nothing I'm like immediately gonna want to play, and I'm I'm not allowing myself to purchase any more PS five games until I finish Demon Souls. So yeah, you know, still good sales, but nothing like that. I was like, oh, let's go crazy and go get. Me, what about you? Uh, I mean, the only sale that I really picked up was all. Oh, Arkham, they have the Return to Arkham collection for $5. So that's Arkham Asylum and Arkham City for just $5. Um, I was like, those are great games. And it's like, usually that collection is at $20. So like, oh, getting it for five is just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to get back in there and I'm going to play some old Arkham Asylum real quick. Oh, it's worth it just to play the Arkham Asylum game again. Just to want to say something really quickly, I completely forgot. Inside and Limbo, they're two indie games. They're on sale right now for two dollars. Those games are phenomenal, and I if if you have not played them or anyone's listening hasn't played them, they're definitely worth two bucks. Yeah, they are good two dollar romp for sure. Yeah, it's just like I've watched um, I've watched let's plays of those already, so I feel like like if you go into them. I don't think it's worth it if you if you've watched something someone else play them because like I, I think know. those are best experience like completely blind not knowing what's gonna happen with them all yeah but one hundred ten percent yeah so it's just like yeah if you haven't like don't best is like go into those blind don't uh, if you if you are if you don't go looking for spoilers on those they're quick like you can you can probably sit down and eat, play each of those games in one sitting all by themselves i'd say like there may be like three hours long at their max or so all oh yeah for sure but for sure yeah definitely I, I, we weren't gonna do any news this week but there was one thing i wanted to actually talk about real quick oh i'm not gonna bring up an article or anything but over this past week we had sony xbox and nintendo all come out and like say that they were that they are very disappointed in how Activision has been handling their all crisis in regards to these all sexual abuse allegations and everything of that nature. Dom, like, you have any thoughts on all of those? I mean, it's it's cool that they actually like come out and uh, and say something about it, you know, because typically it's there's a lot of money involved, so obviously these companies are going to be like, eh. 
I don't know. Like, you know, kind of just keep their heads, you know, keep their mouths shut kind of thing. But it was, it was nice to hear, to, you know, read what Phil Spencer had to say. And then later Jim Ryan and then Doug Bowser. It was just cool that they could also, they like, you know, there's some humanity in there in the business side of things where they're like, all right, like we got to reevaluate some things potentially because the allegations are just pretty freaking, you know, terrible. So it was, it was nice to know like, okay, cool. Like I, you know, it's good to hear that kind of stuff. How about you? Me, like, it was like, it was like my big, like, I immediately jumped to like, like we were texting the other day about it. Like it like, my was like, what if they all just pulled all of the Call of Duty games from the source? And that's like very like uh, end of the road type of scenario. Like, I think there's a lot of other stuff that that would happen before that. But it's just like Nintendo, I mean, like all three of them's coming out and saying like, oh, we need to reevaluate our relationship with Activision Blizzard is one thing, but like one of the big criticisms I heard is was like if they just say that and then nothing actually happens with their relationship, it's just like it's just empty words. It's just like it's one thing to talk the talk home in regards to business things, but like it really comes to, down to walking the walk all and actually backing up those words. So it's just like hey. I just I just remembered that uh, I mean if, if th- this was kind of cool hearing too, um, Call of Duty Vanguard sales were down forty percent, uh, so that's freaking awesome to hear. And those are launch sales, so they're they're going off of the previous. It could be just realistically fatigue from the series or Warzone being so popular, but hey, also some of that could could be because of the negative uh, publicity they've gotten, and some people could could have really been like, hey, no, I'm not going to support these guys. So, you know, that is cool to see that their their sales took a hit, which is, you know, at the end of the day, that's really their bottom line. So it was, it's nice to see, like, oh, cool, people are reacting to this. Nice. Yep, but it's going to be so long until we actually see anything come from that. So I think we're just going to go ahead and move on into our topic of the show today, which is going to be our top five video games that we have played this year. So a little clarification here on, like, what our rules are. For this it is any game that we have played it is doesn't have to be a game that came out this year it can be a remake it can be a remaster it can be all the only thing is we it has to be whatever version we are talking about it has to have brought something new to the um to that version like it's just like i mean like i'm gonna like gonna talk about skyward sword here at one point it's just like there is new things that happened in that version of the game that like have made me reevaluate my opinion on it, and we're going to all. So it's just like if I limited my selection down to games that released for the first time this year, or not including ports or remasters, I would have had, had six games on my list, and that would have been a kind of boring discussion because some of those games I wouldn't even recommend. So it is very free game all on our discussion right now so i'm gonna kick it over to you dom do you let's we're gonna start off with some like shout outs like well honorable mentions games that we enjoyed but didn't quite make our top five all right so first first one i'd have to say <laughs> w- would be tales of arise i got about halfway through the game um Good storytelling was good. Combat was fun. The the visual style is really freaking cool and unique and different. It was like this watercolor 
like anime-esque, but also kind of realistic. It was just really well done, in my opinion. Um, I just got a little fatigued towards it because it was it was really um, just kind of the typical, like, okay, like, you start off the game, it's like, okay, we got to take down these five lords. And you're like, all right, here we go. We're going to go to this area, then this area, then this area. And in this area, we'll be taking on the rock monster in this area will be taking on the ice monster. It's, you know, the, just so like you, you, you start to get like, okay, I see where this is going. You go to the, the Lord's castle, AKA their dungeon and take them out and so on and so forth. So, but it, it was still a good game. It's just kind of getting fatigued midway through. Um, but it's like 30 bucks right now, which is a pretty good deal. If you, if someone hasn't played it, um, I would still say, you know, you could, probably comfortably wait a little bit to to pick it up but i did have a good time with it i just wasn't i didn't finish it just because i was starting to feel like a little a little fatigue on it but uh what about you what is one of your honorable mentions uh i want to start off with one of the games i started the year with um i got my ps5 last year on on new year's eve last year uh and so the first thing that i jumped into was astrobot was astro's playroom it was just like, I think that's something that we all kind of forgot about at some point. Like, we all had, like, everyone that had a PS5, like, we played it, we enjoyed it, like, it was really cute and everything, and then we just moved on. But it was just like, that was really just a fun little game to start off with, um, jump through, get get a, the first platinum on the PS5, and everything. It was just like, I would kind of wish that, like, we got a bit more out of it. I'd really love to see them do a full-fledged game and all oh, i'd love to see more astrobot you know i actually um it was funny because i was i was thinking about that and um i was like man do i do i i was i, I was thinking i was like i feel like i've already talked about it but i was like ah, i don't know but yeah that game was freaking phenomenal dude like that oh man i would just love for those guys to really pump out like a from the ground up, like triple A retail release of something to do with Astro, because that game was was great, dude. It was so cool um, finding all the artifacts and kind of reliving these memories through this game of just like you know collecting all of the uh, PS4 accessories, PS3 accessories, PS2 accessories, and dude, seeing the cool cameos of like. You know some titles that are multi-platform, but real. You know where their origins were with Sony. So like seeing the um, the um, the Resident Evil one, where you have uh, Jill and like they're like oh slowly opening up the door, or seeing the Buster Sword and uh, that one level that just has the light shining upon it, and all the other bots are like standing around and looking at it, or like the one where Dante was like juggling the dude with his bullets and from Devil May Cry. Like oh, it was so great. And it sucks because I think you're right. That game came and went. Like, I feel like most people probably don't even know it's on their PS5, just ready to download whenever. And they're just like, oh, yeah, that thing, which kind of sucks. Man, that was such a good game. Do you have any more oh, shout outs or. Hmm. Because I got two more that I'm just going to want to go over real quick. Um. You do one, and I might, I might have one when, um, after you're done. Alright, so I mean, I'm just gonna do these two real quick. Uh Age of Calamity DLC, like and Hades oh, on the Switch. As it's like I did some Ubering at one point this year and it was just like those were two fun games that I had on my Switch and like all oh, that 
like while I was waiting between orders all to come through, I would just play those games here and there. So this was like Age of Calamity. I actually, or um, getting that first wave of DLC, I actually all oh, actually made me play the game a lot more. And like I just kind of ran through the story the first time I got Age of Calamity, and then I didn't really bother to try and one hundred percent the base game. But then when I did eight, the DLC came out and just gave me something to play. It was all enjoyable. I had fun with it. I kept playing, and I actually ended up all 100%ing the base game of it. I didn't, like, complete all of the DLC, and I didn't really jump back into Wave 2 at all. But it was, that was a fun game to have. And Hades was just like, I jumped into that, and I was just like, okay, I see what the hype was here. But, like, at a certain point, the roguelike mechanics of just replaying all just kind of wore off on me and like I didn't actually finish like I got to like the end and like the last boss but I didn't like actually get to the last ending or anything like that because I just got tired kind of tired of it but like my I gave it to my brother to try out and right now I'm in the middle of making him his Zagreus cosplay for Magfest so mm. we're gonna see how that comes out all right. Uh, so the one other um, honorable mention I have would have to be Nino Kuni Two for the Princess Edition for Switch. So it's got some of the DLC that originally came out when Nino Kuni Two came out in 2018. It's such a charming game. The game has got a ton of heart. Like it is really, really fun. Um, I really enjoyed it when I first played it on PS4. It is a great game to have handheld because it's a pretty beefy game. I mean, if you just coast through the game, you're it's going to take you around 40 to 50 hours. So, like, you know, realistically taking your time and experiencing it and doing some of the side quests, it's 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 a pretty beefy game. So it's nice to have handheld, but it's super fun. Uh, I would recommend picking up. Probably wait for a price drop, though, because it did come out at full price. Um, then my other honorable mention would be, I mean, it's, I'm still going to include it because, I, I mean... Uh, I, I, I technically, technically, I, I started a playthrough and finished it this year, but I'm going to include it because I, I forgot how fun it was. Link Between Worlds. Um, I started that playthrough back in May, if I remember correctly. And I was just, you know, casually going along playing it. And, it, you know, like it's sometimes it's really good to just kind of chill with a 2D top down Zelda. Like the game, I forgot how, like it was just super fun. Like, you know, it was just like one of those games where you're like, Oh, I've already spent a couple hours here. You know, like the the dungeons were fun. The the plot twist at the end was really cool. Like I just, it was just a, a fun little like you know ten to twenty hour game. But I I had a good time with it. But I guess I can kick it off back to you for the official top, like countdown. All right. So uh yeah, starting off with my number five, I am going to start off with Life is Strange True Colors. Oh, uh, I picked that. That game up after all, after Psychonauts, and I was just like, I was kind of expecting, like, a game to, like, hit, punch me, and I was like, and it didn't quite deliver on that, but I did enjoy the story that they were telling, it was interesting, um, to play, it was just, like, a bit buggy here and there, I was just like, I have, like, I think, I'm not sure if I ever shared it to you, but, like, it was, like, all, I took one screenshot where, like, I think it, it's supposed to show, like, an aura around a guy, all but, like, it bugged out, so, like, instead of, like, sh loading the aura and, like, having the, 
um, like seeing the the background behind the guy, it just I guess the aura loaded as like a black box. So there's like a picture of a guy, and then around him is just like a black box instead of the aura, and then like you can't see any of the background behind him. And I was just like, okay, that's a bit buggy. All. So that was a bit interesting to play. I was just like, I enjoyed the story, but like I beat that game. I picked that game up and I beat that game in 24 hours. I platinumed it. And then like I didn't really think more about it afterwards. All. But like in Act 3 of that game, all. It does this. I don't want to spoil it because it's still rather new and I don't want to. But like it introduces a new mechanic it introduces a mechanic in it and i was just like all right let's go i'm here for this and all oh, i really enjoyed that all oh, that third act for it and it was a lot of fun all right so all right i guess i i guess i will put eh, no no these are not in order these are just there's still five but not in order from like you know because I, I really can't pinpoint which ones I enjoyed more. So number five, I guess I would have to give it to Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. This came out in February. And man, I was so excited for this game. Like I played 3D World on Wii U probably three times. Not back. One, one playthrough, I'm pretty sure I played back to back. Just because I find the game so fun, man. It's, it is my, I mean... I guess we could count it. Like I know, I know Nintendo said themselves, like th the galaxy games and 3d world aren't like in the sand. Like it's true. It's super Mario 64 sunshine and odyssey. Those are like the definitive actual, like 3d sandbox titles, but it's it, in, in the literal sense, it is my favorite 3d Mario game. It is just so cheery. So upbeat. I always like to play it around this time of the year too, because like, it's just, it's like a cheery, fun holiday game to me. Like it's the music is just so upbeat. The level design is freaking immaculate. It is. It's like such a fun platformer, man. And it's like one of the platformers you'll play and you want to a hundred percent, not even like, Oh, I want to get my money's worth. Like, let me dive back into it and keep going on. You want to find everything. Cause it's just that fun to play. And with Bowser's fury, um that didn't take me too long to finish like five ish hours uh, and i i got all the yeah 100 of them so i, I 100 percented it and that was so fun like it was incredibly fun to play a 3d mario game that didn't have uh like you know you weren't bouncing from like level to level or world to world everything was connected which was so freaking cool and it's weird because they the controls and mario's mobility are kind of tweaked and in 3d land and 3d world like they're a good mix of the 2d and the 3d games and man it just feels so good to control mario in that game the power-ups are fun like ah dude, it, it and it sucked because like i knew I'm, I'm gonna be paying full price for this game again and it was just like i i couldn't stop smiling when i play that game like i just i literally love that game so much it is just so so fun to play but yeah that's my that would be my fifth so i'll pass it back on to you for your fourth uh, I think, okay, so, like, I, my fourth was, uh, I think I'm gonna m mix it around here, oh, now that, like, I'm a bit further away from, um, one of these titles, I think I'm going to mix up my four and my three, uh, I'm going to go instead for four, is going to be Forza Horizon 5, oh, mm. that's a great game, it is a wonderful game, but here's the thing, like, 
the thing that the reason why it's in my top five is just like the week before that game came out, it was not on my radar at all. But then like the previews came out, people started talking about it, and I was just like, I downloaded it on my PC with Game Pass, and I just had a blast with it for two weeks. Like it's just like it. Like, I was actively thinking about the game while I was away from it, and I was just like, the fact that a, dr a driving game kind of came out of nowhere for me and, like, captured my attention, and, like, I was just like, oh, man, I can't wait to get back to playing Forza all and exploring that world. I was just like, it was just like, really kind of baffled me to a certain extent, but I really enjoyed my time. I was like, I think... I got, like, I managed to get all of the, all, like, explore and drive all the roads in that game, and then I just kind of stopped playing it. All, I really liked the landscape of it over, like, and I played, like, a little bit of Forza 4, all, and, like, I just liked the landscape of Mexico so much better than all, than, than England, and, like, that game, like, it starts off strong, like, it drops, like, it starts you off, like, in the back of a cargo plane, and it, like, drops you out of the plane, and the next thing you know, you're, like, driving down the side of a mountain in, uh, like, a, I think it was, like, a Ford Bronco or something like that, and it was, like, and, like, that was, it was such a strong start, and, but then, like, it switched to two other cars after that, but I was just, like, you already sold me on what I want to be doing, let me go back to that, all. Oh. So it was just, like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the exploration. All, I, like, I think that I don't think it's stated enough. Or, like, maybe all people, not enough people talk about. But, like, one of their, um, in their access, like, in regards to accessibility, like, one of the things that they do in your character creation is, like, you can have a prosthetic for, like, your arms or for any of your limbs. I was just, like... I was just like, I don't think that's something we really think about too much and or whatever, but like I feel like oh somebody out there I think that that's gonna mean a lot to them seeing that in the game. So like that was kinda cool and then like get to choose like your pronouns and whatever for it. Oh I was a little blood down, like you didn't I didn't get a whole lot of options for like outfits. There wasn't like a whole lot of outfit choices. I was just like, Oh, I wanna go get that or whatever. Or in regards to character creation, but all, and, like, that you can tune the driving to however you want, so it's just, like, I enjoyed it, it was a good time, but, like, the reason why it ultimately comes down here at four is, like, I don't think, given a year or two, I don't think I'm really gonna be thinking about four as much, it's just, like, it's gonna be, like, oh, that one game that I played all for a week, but, and it might, and I might pick up the next one when it comes around. But it's not something that I'm gonna like have like hard opinions or or anything over. Alright, so my fourth okay, so realistically this is my number one, like if if I were to do an order, but the reason I'm putting this at four is because similar to 3D World, it's not like a fresh game in a, a new game in a series. It's definitely more up like the remake alley. That will be near replicant. So near replicant is back in back when the 360 and the PS3 were out. We got near replicant and near gestalt. Near gestalt came out in the states, and that was um, you played as I think you played as Yona's dad instead of her brother. You might have still been her brother, 
or in some aspect, but you were a big, a big beefy dude. And so like at the time Square Enix was like, Oh yeah, the Americans will love that. And then, then the, in Japan, they got Nia replicant, which you played as Yona's brother. So when they brought it over here, they gave, they were essentially just localized Nia replicant and, you know, tweaked it a little bit. It did, it did, does look considerably better. Um, and good Lord, man, like Yoko Taro, that guy is just a, he really drops, like when it comes to storytelling and just a game that really pulls you in, he knows what to say and what to do. And don't get me wrong, it's still filled with Square Enix's like notoriously crazy mumbo jumbo, but like, you know, there are some scenes in that game that really hit hard. And like the, the, the tone of the game is just so somber. It is so just like, just so, so mellow and so just like kind of depressing, but in a very soothing way, if that makes sense. Like there's, there's this one side quest where, and this is just a side quest of of the game, but this, this side quest will tell you pretty much the entire tone of the game. In the side quest, you're, you're, you meet this, and I might be describing this wrong. I'm going off of memory. And it's something along, something like this, but essentially you meet this old man and he's like, Hey, can you find my dog? Like, I really want to, I believe the old man was blind and the dog was like his service dog, essentially. He's like, Hey, could you go find my dog, please? Like, I really, you know, I think he was out here messing with shades, which shades are like the, the, the baddies. So you go find the dog, the dog's dead. So you're bringing the dead dog to the man and then the man's gone. The old man's gone. And you find out the old man died waiting for the dog. And it's just like, that is like pretty much the entire, like that setting is the entire setting of the game. Like it is just so freaking like doom and gloom in that sense. And just, it just, it really, you know, it has those moments where you're like, just kind of makes you think about like, holy crap. And the, and the direction that Yoko went. The music for is always phenomenal in um, both Near Automata and Near Replicant. Freaking the soundtrack is so freaking good, and um, yeah, man, the game is just remarkable. Like, and it's funny because I picked it up when it came out in April, and I don't think I finished it until like four months later. It's one of those games where like it's so it's only twenty hours, and you can finish it faster than that. Uh, but it's like so it just it leaves such a mark on you where you could play it for like two hours and walk away for like I'd say even six months and come back and be like, "Yep, I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly who's who. I know exactly what's what." Just because of how of how much of an impact the game can have. It's just, it's super freaking. Oh man, it's like the in my opinion near automata and near replicant are two like masterpieces they're so freaking good but yeah that would be uh my number four so i'll pass it off to you for your number three uh i'm actually gonna cheat here uh, okay i'm going to pick two games at the same time uh but like it, there's a reason why it's both of these games at the same time uh i'm going to go with infamous second son slash infamous first light so, like, Infamous First Light is kind of like a DLC to um, to Second Son. Like, you can buy it separately and play that game completely separately. But, like, it's just, like, there's some challenge rooms that, like, will read your save data from Infamous Second Son. And, like, the map that you use in First Light is the, um, is the, um, is, like, the first half of the map from Infamous Second Son. So, it's just, like, it's very much, like, the same world and, like, so, first light is all um, like the story of all um, 
this one of these super power powered people ah one of these conduits um named Fetch or like that's her like um nickname or whatever I can't remember what her proper name is at the beginning um right now but it's just like I kind of bought that game as like all from a list of like oh these are games that are like quick or easy to platinum um or whatever. I actually haven't gotten the platinum for um first light because like it requires you to like get a like get a certain score in these challenge rooms and I'm just kinda not about that. But I really enjoyed um meeting Fetch and like having seeing her story and her story was another thing that like gut punched me all I was just like and I found it was really interesting. So like on from that I went and like I continued on the story and I played Infamous Second Son and like a Platinum Second Son because that didn't have like the challenge room things to do. But all it really like is just like there was an era of game that I really missed out not having played PlayStation before. And I was just like I really would like to try and go back and play the first Infamous as well. And I was just like I think I don't think that's a series that we're going to see more of anytime soon, but I was just like, I feel like I really missed out in playing that, that series when it was coming out. Um, and like, the thing is like, it got me all um, hyped about sewing because like one of the things that I really enjoy is like this punk battle vest type of aesthetic and both all um, fetch and all um, Delson or walking or playing that game in their bat in like their battle vest. So it was just like after playing that game, I was just like, oh, I gotta go make my um work on my own again. And like I work did my um cardboard castles vest and my old Spider Gwen vest. All I'm doing after playing those while I was like playing those games slash after I played those games. So it's just like it was something that got me like really energized to like go and do something else that I really enjoyed and I enjoyed all so it's just like that's really kind of why it like the games I don't think are like game of the year games or whatever but like I really enjoyed my time with them and I kind of wish that I had gotten to play those more when they were actually coming out get over to so my number three is man it's i told myself these aren't in order but like my brain is just like trying to put them in order but i really don't want to my number three would have to be bravely default 2 now bravely default 2 is technically the third game in the series because there's the first bravely default and then there's bravely default second layer and then bravely default 2 bravely default 2 is essentially it's actually i don't know because square enix has uh already uh made a division essentially to like recreate these the the golden era of jrpgs like you know during squaresoft and that's tokyo rpg factory those are the guys behind i am setsuna lost sphere and um they did another one which i'm not remembering the name for oh something but um so then uh I forget the team that's behind the uh, Bravely Default series. It's on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, so the, the Bravely Default series essentially kind of harkens back to Square's origins. And 
the golden era, I suppose, of JRPGs. And man, it was a blast. Like the game was so fun. I, I remember I um I picked up the original Bravely Default super late into its life. So it was kind of like it's a beat these games are pretty long, man, like 50 hours and up. So it's kind of hard to it's harder to play older games. It's harder to play older RPGs because there's still so many new ones coming out when you're like Frick, do I really want to dedicate like 70 hours to this game that came out 20 years ago, even though it's a great game, but there's other good games coming out. So yeah, I played a little bit of the first one, and when the second one was coming out, I was like, sweet, I can play this when it's hot and ready and everyone else is playing it, and I can enjoy the conversation, see what everyone thinks about it, and see how I enjoy it. And I freaking loved it, man. Like from start to finish, it really gives you those that old, you know, retro RPG style, aesthetic, and just overall feeling. I really like how the job system works. So you can have a main job and a sub job. And obviously, once you master those jobs, some abilities you can use as like permit abilities that you can equip, which is really nice. Um, and the really cool thing is, no, everyone can be any job. So out of all the jobs, and there's a ton of jobs, you can have four white mages and four black mages. You know, you can have their main job, a white mage, and their sub job, a black mage or a red mage, whatever it may be. You could have two dragoons and you could have two knights. Uh, so that was really cool. And one thing I would do as soon as as soon as I was able to get um, a new job ability, I would immediately go and just grind and max out that job. So I could, and then at that point, after after I maxed out um, the job, I would decide, okay, who would be better with this job? What what kind of? I was constantly switching up my team's job and kind of reevaluating, like, who do I want to be this? Who do I want to do that? Who do I want to do that? And then. The yeah, the story was hit or miss, you know. It wasn't like too. It was, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't the 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 greatest thing in the world. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. It was pretty good. It was the combat that really sold me. Which is, if you're not familiar with the Bravely Default games, essentially the way it works is you can brave, meaning meaning you can have an additional turn, or you can default and gain that brave point, and you defend for that turn. Obviously, giving up the chance to do anything but you get a brave point and once you stack up to three brave points you can use all of those in succession and use and uh essentially um attack four times in a row or do you know attack twice heal two people whatever you want to do so it was incredibly fun man these boss fights some of the boss fights i'd have would go could go on for like i kid you not 30 20 minutes Oof. like it because some even longer and uh you can speed up battles if you want to but it was just interesting because you could man you could okay you could go into a battle and like okay well now i know his weakness so okay let me use these two guys both are proficient with axes maybe one's maxed out with the berserker job the other one's maxed out with another job that's proficient in axes and you can you know just essentially delegate things accordingly depending on you know the situation and so dude there are some boss fights where i kid you not would take me like an hour because it was, there was just so in in a good way though. Because it was incredibly, it felt like a game of chess that was just continuously going on. Um, and then you know, finishing the game was even kind of cool in like a retro way. I think I was telling you about this before. How to get the true final ending? It's kind of convoluted in the sense, but but it was still like it was cool in an old school you know like kind of way like. You know, like unplug the second controller and solid snake. So, so and so is not like, you know, it was like one of those. So, I, I, I did like that, but it was kind of like, God dang, man. I'm essentially took on this almost the same boss three different times. 
Um, but yeah, man, it was it was like if you were, you were itching for like a good old fashioned JRPG, like I would highly recommend Bravely Default too. It was it was a really good time. But that would be my third, so I'll pass it off to you for your second. So the reason that my number two rates so highly is because eight gets him a bonus points because this is like. I'm gonna be like I feel like I'm going to be thinking about this game in ten years, or like my opinion of this game is going to be something I still think about in ten years, rather than like some of these games like her like Forza or whatever, or like Life is Strange. Those games are probably gonna fall off of like my radar, or, like my thoughts all in a few years. But the my number two is going to be Skyward Sword HD. Oh, and like the real reason, like why that, like, oh, that ranks so highly for me is the fact that it's just like it changed my opinion about Skyward Sword. It I mean like it. I don't. I still don't think Skyward Sword is a great game. I mean like it's not like a top tier Zelda, but like my it, like it definitely moved up a few notches after all um, th this experience with it, and like that like all oh, I was playing like I was playing it with the joystick controls for the sword and like I think I went to play all when all um, we got well when we got the N64 games and I went to play Breath of I mean oh keep wanting to say Breath of the Wild. Oh uh, when I when I went to watch play Oc Ocarina of Time, like I defaulted back to trying to use those all those joystick controls for the sword. I was just like, I actually really enjoyed my time with Skyward Sword HD. Oh, it brought, it made me have a new opinion of the game. And because Zelda is such this storied franchise, and like we still talk about like Skyward Sword and Majora's Mask, and like everyone, the people like hardcore fans for the Zelda series are constantly debating like which one's the best or whatever, like. I think that's going to keep Skyward Sword in my mind and why I think this, like, why my opinion of it changing is such a uh, big deal to rank it, be, to warrant it going, like, it being my number two game of this year. Oh, I mean, like, Skyward Sword's, like, 10 years old, so, like, I don't think I'm going to really add anything new to the conversation there. If you've heard about Skyward Sword once, you've probably already made up your mind but i was just like if you played skyward sword on wii didn't like it i would highly recommend at least trying to give the hd version a try okay so number two man i've got a lot to say about this one this game was just swept under the rug it freaking came and it went nobody talked about it probably like an hour after it came out. That's Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet Nexus, voila, you can see the pre-order posters somewhere on my door right there. Scarlet Nexus was a phenomenal game, man. I mean, I remember when it was first announced, uh, Microsoft apparently had like the marketing for it or something. Because even in Japan, they even marketed, they were marketing the game as a Xbox exclusive, which was not the case. But they had some marketing or some advertising, promotional, whatever it may be, which kind of sucked because the game's demographic was definitely not on in that ecosystem whatsoever. But the game was so freaking good. 
the combat was extremely fun, like nice, flashy, kind of like any Platinum games combat. You know, just it's super addictive, super fun. Um, the story was freaking crazy, man. It, it's I'll tell you, I'll say this without spoiling anything. I mean, this kind of spoils something, but not really a lot. The You know it's a good story when it incorporates time travel and does it right. Like it, it, yeah, there was definitely, there was time travel elements in the game and they did it right. Like they, you know, did not make things convoluted in any way, shape or form. You know, like essentially the game is a little slow. I will say that, you know, it does take about, I'd say two to three hours before like a significant thing happens. And then you're like, "Uh oh, I'm really invested in this game now. The um, music was freaking top notch, dude. The, the. Uh, opening, um, which was a uh, Dream and Drive, I believe it was a Japanese band called the Oral Cigarettes. That game, that freaking intro was stuck into my head. And I even had it downloaded for a while because it was so good. There was an anime that they had um, f- that released alongside the game as well. I think the first episode might have came out before the game. And then the cool part is, once you finish the game, you there's two protagonists. You have Yuito and Kasane, and both of these stories are different. Like you know completely different you're running into each other as you know if you're playing as yuito you're running into kasane during certain parts of the game and it's so cool because like there's essentially two teams that split like one believing in one thing another person believing in another thing and so you can you can play as both to really unravel everything and it'd be so it's just man like (laughs) i have to kind of stop myself here because i could i could really keep going on and on like from from start to finish like it was just such a superb game to me like and it just sucked because it was just not talked about whatsoever i got it on ps5 it was available on ps4 ps5 and xbox and i think pc too and it just like it didn't even make a dent i don't even think like it just was so unfortunate and i was i was part-time with gamestop at the time and i was like preaching like please scarlet nexus is so good and even like dweebs like my fellow dweebs were even like totally for it but they're like eh, not right now and i'm like no <laughs> like play it you have to it's so good but yeah that's my number that's my like that and if i had to put it in a ranking it is number two like it is totally if one and obviously if the number one game didn't come out this year it would be my number one but i will pass it over to you for your number one i mean like i mean like going back to just talk about your game for a second it's just like scarlet nexus i definitely think probably got the short end of the stick with its marketing deal but i think it also got like people wrote it off as anime game and i was just like i feel like there's so many of these like very anime all home dweeb otaku games that come out like that are good games and like they have an audience, but, like, because that that all audience is so, like, niche or so, like, one thing that, like, nobody, that they never get picked up by, like, the main market and, like, people really talk about them. Like, the only ones that, like, the only, like, real big anime games that we get that, like, people really talk about is, like, a Dragon Ball Z game. And that's because, like, whether you love or hate Dragon Ball Z, you have to admit that it is kind of, like, the grand great-grandpappy of, like, all anime nowadays. This looks like, part of, like, most of the people that, like, um, are about our age, all that got into anime probably got into anime because they started watching Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. And it was just like, so it's kind of, like, the, the big one that started it all. 
So no, yeah, you're exactly right, and especially like you know, Dragon Ball Z is so popular that like every game is almost the same damn thing. It's just like we're retelling Dragon Ball Z again. Yeah. <laughs> And it still sells like every time people are like, yeah, like I can, I get to replay this again. It's like, yep. <laughs> Nothing. Give me, give me the uh, Namek saga again. Woo! Literally, like, and it's still like, it still sells. So, I mean, yeah, dude, it does kind of suck where it's like, if it doesn't have that brain recognition tied to it, sometimes it's like, eh, I won't. And then, yeah, Bandai Namco, you know, they, they probably should stray away from the anime aesthetic if they can, you know, maybe like, if they have the budget, like ramp it up to what kind of what Final Fantasy VII remake did, where it's kind of got that anime flair to it, but you know more of a triple A or you know triple A game, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, I'll pass it back off to you for your number one. So you you wanna tell me what my number one is? Because like I'm like I have driven this point of home. Oh well yeah, enough. I mean, as it's like oh last week we did a spoiler cast on it. Also. If you have been paying attention, this will not be a surprise to anyone. Psychonauts 2. Uh, like, I like I kind of shared my my history a bit with the game, but it's just like... So a friend of mine told me about Psychonauts, like, back in, like, middle school or whatever. I, can't, I didn't have a PlayStation or an Xbox at the time, so I kind of forgot about it. Or then, like, back in 2017, 2018, like, when Rhombus of Ruin came out, like, it gained more traction... People started putting out YouTube videos on the original game. I went back and played the game. Oh, I was excited to see what they would do with the sequel. But that game came out of nowhere and it punched me in the gut. Like, I did not expect, like, there were moments when I cried with that game. I laughed at that game. I really enjoyed my time with that game. I played the first game, the first, my first playthrough lasted about 24 hours. I have done another three playthroughs of the game, all with, like, the accessibility features on to just get through it quickly and, like, see all the parts of the game that I wanted to again. And, like, those all lasted about 12 hours. And I've done four different completionist runs of, of the game. I've done it on two platforms, all thinking about... Maybe when it goes on sale, pick it up on Steam. Get those Steam achievements in as well. Oh, I, I mean, like, we talked for about it for, like, 40, 50 minutes. If you really want to hear, like, everything that I loved about that game, you just go listen to the spoiler cast. <coughs> and, like, I was joking with you the other day. You were talking about, oh, I'm looking into getting the Xbox All Access um thing. And I was just like... The first thing I told you is, like, if you get that, it was like, you have no excuse not to play Psychonauts 2. Or, I mean, like, mechanically-wise, I don't think it does anything, it really, I don't think it does anything incredibly innovative. It's like a fun platformer collectathon type thing. Oh, but, like, the story just was, I felt was so good. I'm working on my cosplay for one of the characters from that game right now. Uh, I think I actually have... Right here. Yeah. Got this fun, wonderful coat that well, oh, nice. I'm working on right now. Aw. And like I have all the other stuff over in a bag next to me on the other side. So I'm so I I definitely enjoyed Psychonauts too and I might I definitely think it's something I'm gonna be thinking about and something 
or are probably going to go back to again and replay at some point in the future again. Or, but yeah, so that one well and truly takes the cake for me this year. You know what? I feel like I, sh- I was like, I was like, I don't even know if I want to ask him what his number one game of the year is because I feel like I don't know if there's anything he could possibly still say about how good this game is. <laughs> and, and obviously, like, dude, I mean, it's nominated for game of the year. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is, I don't it's a think pretty it's going to get it though. Game. I think it yeah. might win best narrative, but like, I think like, oh, whatchamacallit, I think like, oh, Either Returnal or like Death Loop is gonna get it. I was just like, I definitely don't think it's gonna get. I'll be sure, like, as much as I would love for it to get Game of the Year, and then hopefully people like, because the thing is, like, I feel like it, like, going back to what you were saying about Scarlet Nexus, I feel like the people that were into Psychonauts 2 played it, and then like it just completely dropped off after that. It's just like, but like, the main problem, and I say this in the review, like, when, I mean, in the, um, spoiler cast, like, right as we get into it, it was like, well, we gotta start, well, we're gonna get into the spoilers, because there's really no real way to talk about that game without talking about the spoilers, like, you can't really tell someone, like, oh, this game's so good, or it was like, well, the, the second they ask you why is this game so good, you'd have to explain, like, something that happened in the plot of the game that, oh, that, like, oh, that got you is just like and then like that's a spoiler right there it's just like and that moment's not going to be there for the person when they get to play the game so that's all that's that's kind of why i feel like it kind of didn't really no one really talked about it the way that i think it should really deserved yeah and you know it does kind of suck that um i don't think i mean don't get me wrong i think microsoft really was had good intentions with the game. And I think they thought the game was going to be, a, you know, I don't think they were like shoving it under the rug in terms of marketing, but I feel like it could got a, it, with all the capital Microsoft has, I feel like it got, it could have got a little more of a push. And then of course there was the whole, like, I hate when companies do this because like when any time a company does this, when they release a game, you're, you're screwing up initial, like you're just, you're, you, I don't know. Like it, it had the thing where it released digitally and then a couple months later, you you know, the physical edition was on its way out. And like, I nope. hate that. Because... Physical edition still isn't on the shelf or else I'd be it's holding still... up that game case right now telling you to go buy this game. But I don't. It's, just like... it's still not out? No, it's the only Good way that you grief. Like, so it had So it still has no shelf. Or it's not selling people on the shelf at all. It's just like it was pushed only. Like all the marketing was Xbox. It's just like you could only buy it like xbox you have to like go in it's not being promoted on the playstation store at all it's just like everything was just like xbox 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 um for it and it's just like and like i mean like and also like the it's only optimized for the series x it's just like they made a ps4 version because like it was backed by people so they had to make the ps4 version but like all like and they had deals and stuff but it's just like they couldn't. They there is no PS5 copy of the version of the game. It's not like optimized for PS5 or anything. It's just like they did say that they are releasing a physical copy at some point, though, right? Yeah, I believe so, but like okay. it's not out yet. Jeez, well, man, I yeah, well, I know. Like anytime a company does that, it's always just like ugh, I, you know, because 
there there don't get me wrong sure digital is convenient but there are still a large group of people who are going to wait like i'll pick it up you know when it comes out and they'll wait until you know uh which that kind of sucks but yeah i mean i it's definitely something i will once i get an xbox series x hopefully soon i've been trying it was so funny literally the day i text you about xbox all access it was available the night before but (laughs) i just was like eh i've been checking ever since nope so I mean I'll I'll definitely and it's it'll be on Game Pass so I'll be able to just download it so I'll, I'll definitely check it out. But my number one man, go and this is like my number one. This is actually like you know in my true game of the year. It's got to be Metroid Dread. I like it. Playing Dread was like a, the equivalent of like playing Breath of the Wild for the Metroid series or playing Odyssey for the Mario series. It was just like no matter I, I don't know like i feel like you could everyone just came together was like yeah like this game was freaking it you know the second you get a hold of samus the game just feels like melting butter in your hands like it just feels so perfect like samus's mobility actions movement everything just feels so precise like you could just, I could literally just like run around for hours on down in that game, but yeah, was, I'm still having fun. I'm getting nowhere, but I'm still having fun. And you know, you know, a game has good boss fights when you're, you know, continuously losing on the boss fights, but you're still like, all right, well, I'm still gonna keep trying. I'm still, and you're not getting aggravated at all because you know it's not you, you know it's you, and I'm sorry, you know it's you and not the game. So, Man, I would say the only thing that I didn't like was the music. You know, the music was not, you know, I'm a big, I I like a good video game soundtrack. And it just, you know, it was kind of so-and-so, kind of like Breath of the Wild just had like kind of some songs here and there to kind of set the mood, but nothing like, I, nothing memorable, nothing I was like, I wanted to listen to after I played the game or, yeah. So that was the only reason I was just like, "Eh." but everything else, man, so freaking good. And the... You know, for what little narrative there was in the game, like what happened at the end was definitely like, whoa, it was it was it was really cool to see to see that the boss fight at the end was so fun. And it was like your typical, you know, three stage boss fight. You'd finish the first form, go on to the second, go on to the third, yada, yada. And it was like I was getting my butt kicked, man, but it was so fun. It was so fun to figure out. It felt like I was playing freaking um uh, Demon Souls, or like you know, Bloodborne, or um, um, Good Lord, Dark Souls. You know, like it. It even though I was getting my butt kicked, it was still every time I kept going back to that game. I was like, "This is so fun! This is so fun! This is so fun!" And I remember when I finished it, I I wasn't expecting it to. Be, I knew it was going to be a good game, but I wasn't expecting to have that much fun with it. And I finished it, and I was just like, "Man, if I didn't have more to play, I would immediately go back and start another playthrough." like immediately and once i saw nominated i was just like yep that's gotta be it man like the game once i finish it it just just kept resonating with me and to like it it was also largely you know a part of playing a new metroid game and actually being able to like to speak to the metroid community and talk about it with fans after the game came out and like while the game still making the rounds was pretty cool too because obviously the last new 2d metroid game we got was fusion in 20 you know 2002 so it was it was that was also part of it too to kind of like be in the hype like oh man like this game is coming out and it came out and it was like it lived up to the hype in my opinion and i thought it was a freaking amazing game 
But with that out of the way, let's get into some of the games you're looking forward to and maybe some other honorable mentions that you might have. I mean, like, before we go on, I was just like, I think part of why I enjoy, like, having this, like, conversation between you and me and, like, why I think, like, this podcast kind of works is, like, because we have, like, it was like there was no overlap in that whatsoever between you and yeah. me. <laughs> it was like we both played, like, very different games this year. And, like, we had, like, I think, like, we had some overlap overall in, like, what we played this year. But, like, I, like, you played, oh, Skyward Sword HD at one point. But that wasn't yep. on your list at all. So it's like, it was like, I, like, occasionally me and you will match up and, like, we'll play some of the same stuff. But, like, I think it, I think it's very kind of fun seeing, like, how much, how different, like, where our tastes line up at the end of the year. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's literally not even, like, like we're going on the same page and then at one point it's just like, poof, like, you're going in this direction and I'm going in that direction. And sometimes I'm like, oh, all right, we can kind of both. And then it just spears right off. And it's actually funny um, because, like, speaking of that, going into to Skyward Sword... I remember you were like, eh, nope, 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 just whatever. And I was like, yeah. And then when the game came out, I like our opinions just flip flopped. Like I was like, what the heck? This is annoying. Like I almost prefer the original Wii version. And you were like, oh man, I'm having a great time with this. And I, these controls are really fun. So it was, it was interesting to see that how literally our opinions just completely flip flopped on the game. I was, remember, I was talking to you. I was like, I remember like, dude, how could you not be picking up Skyward Sword HD? It's going to be so fun. And literally I'm like five hours in, I'm like, this is driving me crazy. And then I stopped. But yeah, well, that, well, that was pretty cool. All right. So what, what are some games you are looking forward to maybe games that came out this year you didn't get a chance to play and then games in 2022 i mean like there's a few games i'm not sure if it came out this year but it's like been on my um wish list since it came out but like it's a small game called like oh no straight roads i think it was um it's kind of like this music like action adventure type game i was just like that it seems interesting but like I just haven't picked it up at full price. This is like something that I'm waiting for to get at like twenty dollars and try it out. But like that's the oh, only yeah. thing on um, um that's like that I can remember off of the top of my head that I haven't really gotten around to. All um, that I wanted to play this year. Oh, um, I kind of want to try out play PlayStation Now. Oh, um, we can like going back to like talking about. Oh, infamous and whatnot. It's just like there's a lot of older classic PlayStation games that I would really like to try out more. Oh, that but like they don't. They're the PS3 games are like PS3 ports, so like you can't download them or like you can't buy them through the store. You have to go through PS Now. Um, also Ratchet and Clank. Um, Rift Apart. I would like to play at some point. But, like, I wasn't crazy on the 2016 game, so I don't want to pick up the the new one for $70. And, like, I think I'm not, right now it's, like, on sale for, like, $45-ish um, yeah. right now. But I'm just, like, PlayStation games at some point, like, a year after their release are $20. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to buy it when it's, old, when it, like, it's at a price that I don't mind well, I'm losing out the money on. So, like, that's something I'm looking forward to. But, like, all the big two as regards to next year, 
meaning like the one that we have confirmed dates on is Horizon Forbidden West, which I'm really looking forward to. And I like they keep like we get we've been getting like a slow trickle of news and updates on that game all recently. And of course, I really want to see whatever is going on with this Breath of the Wild sequel. Oh, we are not at this point, I'm not convinced that we're getting it next year. I just want I'm looking forward to more details on it next year. It's just like I'm really hoping that we get something at least like. A name so we can stop calling it the Breath of the Wild sequel. And we can just start calling it by its proper name at least. Oh, but I feel like they're not going to give us a name until they give us a date at this point. Because like going back, I think you there was like an article or something that was just like, well, if we give you the name, it's going to be spoilers. And I'm just like, I feel like that's bad naming in my personal opinion. Oh, I mean, they obviously, I'm sure they have to have a name for this thing already It will inside, like, within Nintendo. So, it'll be interesting to see where exactly they're going, and if it really does relate to Skyward Sword at all. But, yeah, that's... Apparently, apparently there are leaks that, uh, it'll be, the name will be announced at the Game Awards. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'm not gonna sit here holding my breath for it though. Yeah, I'm like, eh, but I don't know. That's that's a tall order. Like I, I would think I don't know, we might get some like crossover stuff, but I don't think it'll be anything. I yeah, I don't know. I just I don't see us getting the name of it until they're giving us a definitive date. So I think of that I'll probably hold my like you said, hold my breath on that one. Oh, dang well, that's only so, like, it's only like two weeks away. So, shoot. Okay. What? What about Man. you? What? What are you looking forward to? Anything that you didn't get around to playing this year? I got. I forgot one honorable mention that were two actually that I I completely for forgot about. First has got to be Intermission. That's the DLC for Final the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Freaking great, dude! That was so fun. Um, I think I told you this before. I almost enjoyed that more than the actual game. So def- yeah, would recommend checking that out. I think it's worth whatever Square was charging for the game at the time. And then Resident Evil Village, I picked that up when it came out, and I was just like, eh. And then picked it back up around Spooky Season and finished it and had a freaking great time with that game. Really, really fun. But games I'm looking forward to for this year, I mean next year, good grief. Well, actually, I'll, I guess I'll start with what's been out this year that I haven't got it gotten to. Um... Shimagami Tensei 5. I talked about that a little bit. I want to get to that, finish that up. Uh, no More Heroes 3. At some point in time, I want to get to that, finish that. Um, new Pokemon Snap. I didn't finish that. And you know what? I, I it's crazy. Me too. And I was just like, I was running off of just fumes and nostalgia for the first couple hours. And after that died down, I was like, this is fun but like i can only play that game in like 30 minute bursts um let's see uh this year this year. and there, there's a couple other ones that i'm just not not that i can't remember but i know there's a couple more games i want to finish that came out this year but next year man all right first we got legends rcs definitely i'm doing a review for shining pearl so i don't want to talk about too much about legends rcs because i have some things i want to say but definitely looking forward to that uh elden ring i am Definitely looking forward to Elden Ring. That is going to be a 
phenomenal time. Um, oh, Horizon, um, Forbidden West, of course. I mean, you you can't go wrong with Horizon. The game looks beautiful. I mean, it seems like it's going to be a true sequel. They're really improving on a lot of things, even though there really, there really wasn't a lot they needed to improve on, but they're adding a lot of welcome mechanics too, from what I've seen. Um, I'm really looking forward to, and I, this is a pipe, this is not even announced. No, like this is just a straight pipe dream. Um, a freaking follow-up or another 3d Mario game, man. Like, please give me Odyssey two or give me something new, something like, please good grief. Like, you know, you hear how well Odyssey's selling and all this mumbo jumbo about there. Like, you know, it's like, come on, just do, do something else or something new. And then, of course, you know, Breath of the Wild too. If that, if they, if that does come out, which you know, it's up, that's up in the air. But um, what I'm really looking forward to, also, technically, this is going to count as this year, but it now counted as early next year or whatever. Is Halo Infinite? I still don't have an Xbox Series X, but man, I'm getting crazy FOMO of the multiplayer right now. It's looking really fun, um, and it would be really nice to actually get a chance to play it, but. I still don't have an Xbox, so yes. It's been almost five years since we got Breath of the Wild. Yeah, dude, I know. Remember, I know. remember when we all thought that like we were gonna get like the Majora's Mask treatment to this game, and it was yeah. like the next game would be out in like a year or two. I mean, shoot, dude. I mean, technically they. They, they, for all we know, they could have been working on the sequel, you know, when they've wrapped up the DLC. But I'd say the game's probably been in development for quite some time. Um, and what, what's really nice to think about is it's this is for the ground up being worked on for the Switch, as Breath of the Wild was essentially being from the ground up built for the Wii U and just was ported to the Switch. So just because it's essentially running on, um, you know, like stronger hardware, but like, you know, not that much stronger. So we could see, you know, it's going to look a little better by default just because of that. But that's pretty much it for me. What about you? I mean, like we already went over mine, not to take it to you. Oh, like, shoot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did. Shoot, man. Yeah, that wraps it up for me. Anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I just want to give Ghostbusters Afterlife a little shout out. I saw that. Um, on release day, uh, I've been meaning to go see it a second time. As was like, problem with like all Ghostbusters sequels in the past have been like they haven't hit the right tone for me. Because it's like Ghostbusters works best when it's like grounded in reality, but you have these funny moments. And like Ghostbusters Afterlife totally hit the right tone for me. It stumbled a little bit at the ending with me for me because like they get it weighs itself down a bit with like all fan service moments and, like, all um, tributing, like, the original cast and everything, and I was just, like, and I would really love to see them do another, like, ap- after this, I would really love to see them do another, co- um, another shot at another Ghostbusters movie, but with, oh, but, like, not having to do, like, all these fan service all, like, tributes to the original people and everything like that, like, um, Harold Ramis, who was Egon in the original, what was one of the writers of the original movie? So, and he passed away, and like this one is kind of devoted to Harold Ramis, 
and everything like that. And, like, they have some good moments in it, but, like, ultimately, I'd really love to see them not have to be weighed down by, like, tributing to the people that have come before and just do its own thing without having to be like, hey, look at this. We got this person back or whatever like that. So, all. But, like, yeah, that was a really, I really enjoyed Ghostbusters Afterlife. That reminds me, I need to check out uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City because apparently it is, people are saying it's pretty freaking good, which is surprising to me. I thought it was going to be a crap show and I would going to see it. I'm going in it for laughs, but like apparently people are really liking it. Um, but speaking on films this year, me and my brother have been watching a bunch of the Studio Ghibli films, specifically the Miyazaki films. So, you know. Spirited Away, My Neighbor Totoro, um, Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle. And man, those movies freaking hold up so well. They are just such a blast to watch. Like, I feel like I could, I could just, I could, I feel like I could watch like a new one, essentially just rotate the Miyazaki films like throughout the week and still just have a great time. Especially Princess Mononoke. That one freaking nails it. Such a good such a good time yeah, yeah i think i mean like the thing is like that one actually i feel like actually has some of the best pacing to it and like it mm-hmm. definitely leans closer to action film because i think like the biggest criticism you can level at miyazaki films is like you have to be in a patient mood i think for some of them like because there are a lot of quiet and like slow moments in those movies like they're all very beautifully done but like if you're not willing to sit and like deal with those like quiet and slower moments then they're not gonna hit for you at all uh but speaking about anime movies uh i need to actually talk this event i saw like an ad for it this week and i I wanted to see if you had any interest in it Uh, they have all sword art online um which we call um it's another word for liberal um or, well, it's like starts with a P. It's all. Is it coming to theaters? Yeah, it's sort sort of online or whatever. Um, I can't. Means like forward. Uh, but like it's sort of online, but it's. Like the original arc told from a soon Asu- Asuna's um, perspective, I kind of want to go progressive? see that. Oh, sort of along got progressive. Progressive. That was the word I was looking yeah. for. Ah, yeah, that is interesting because I remember when doing Sword Art Online was making the rounds. Everyone and their mom was preaching it, and they were like, "Watch it, watch it!" And I was just like, "Eh." And everyone said the season one was great. And then everyone said after season one, it was just like very mid, and I was just like, eh, yeah. I, don't I, mean, know. I liked season two was fun, but then they made like lichenization or something like that, and yeah. it just like took everything that I enjoyed and like ripped it out of the thing. It's just like you focused on all the wrong things here. Like it's just like I enjoyed seeing like all oh, Kirito and Asuna and like. You completely, like, just took Kirito, put him in a world that basically made him not Kirito, Kirito at all, and, like, you didn't, you're not giving me anything of what's going on with everyone else, and it was just, like, 
It was just like, it was a weird thing, and I didn't follow through with it at all, but, like, I'd really love to go back and see, like, a bit more of Asuna's, um, journey in the original. So I, I kind of want, I'm look, thinking about going to see that. Dude, that, speaking of anime, I just watched, uh, Hellsink has been on my list for years. There's the 2000, 2000 or 2001 Hellsink. And then there's the Hellsink Ultimate, and I finished the original Hellsink, the 2001, and I'm on Hellsink Ultimate, and good, I freaking, dude, I love like a nice gory anime that's just riddled with death and blood and guts, and like, dude, Hellsink was all, it's just so freaking cool. The protagonist is Alucard, which is, you know, obviously, you know, he can be interpreted into the son of um, Dracula or you know, Dracula himself. But essentially, there's Alucard and um, the Helsink family, like Van Helsink, you know, they, they essentially took him down years ago and he's in this, he's the he's in debt to the family now. He's like, you took me down and now I'm your servant. And so, he's just so freaking cool, man. Like, I don't want to spoil anything because I think it's definitely well worth the watch, but it is freaking great. And then once I got my fix on that, I moved on to Tokyo Majin, which my coworker recommended to me. And it's just, once again, more blood, guts, goriness of just, like, these teenagers come together. And then, of course, you know, they have powers. And they're like, all right, we got to take down the baddies. But I need to change a pace, but I can't stop watching, like, just gory, messy anime. I don't know. Like, something about it. It's just, like, the protagonists are just so freaking cool. It's like, frick, it's hard not to watch. All right. Well, that, we're going to end it for today. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back again next week. But until then, all have a great week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.